This is The Top, where I interview entrepreneurs who are number one or number two in their industry in terms of revenue or customer base. You'll learn how much revenue they're making, what their marketing funnel looks like, and how many customers they have. I'm now at $20,000 per talk. Five and six million. He is hell-bent on global domination. We just broke our 100,000 unit soul mark. And I'm your host, Nathan Latka. Okay, Top Tribe, this week's winner of the 100 bucks is Jose Avila. He is a 17-year-old that doesn't want to go to college and he wants to start his own business. For your chance to win 100 bucks, just like Jose, every Monday morning, simply subscribe to this podcast on iTunes right now and then text the word Nathan to 33444 to prove that you did it. Coming up tomorrow morning, Top Tribe, we hear from Jaina Francis. This mom of three does a clever thing every morning and has made over $76 million doing it. Top Tribe, good morning, good morning. I hope you're sweating. If you're on your morning jog, thank you for listening in. Or if you're driving to work, I hope you're not stuck in traffic. But listen, if you are, we have a treat for you today. His name is Jason Hartman, and he's the host of over 20 podcasts with over 3,000 episodes live. He's a genuine self-made multimillionaire and serial entrepreneur who has started 21 businesses spanning investing, financing, real estate development, and tech. And I got to tell you what, he is really living life. He's in real estate. He's visited 79 plus countries countries, enjoys adventure, fitness, and is a lifelong learner. Jason, are you ready to take us to the top? Nathan, let's go to the top. Let's do this. So first things first, you have your toes in so many businesses. I want to focus on the one that is making you the most money. So in 2015, which line of business made you the most revenue? Uh, My real estate investment company has always been the top revenue source. But, you know, it's a little bit hard to quantify that exactly because a lot of that business to that company comes from the podcasting and media company. So there's my answer for you. (laughs) So let's let's just break this down real quick. So your thesis on real estate, what are you investing in? Is it commercial or residential? Uh, mostly residential. We like housing. You know, at the end of the day, everybody needs a place to live. They can outsource the the call centers to India and the Philippines, and that lessens the need for office space. Uh, you know, they can outsource the manufacturing to China, lessens the need for industrial properties. At the end of the day, everybody needs a place to live, and the population is increasing dramatically in America. So your core top line revenue in that business is obviously rental income. Roll up the whole business for me. In 2015, what was total rental income from the real estate arm? Uh, rental. Well, that's a different question because that would be my personal portfolio of properties. Okay. So, uh, the, the real estate investment company that does business for clients is a separate business. So I have several different businesses that hold real estate I own. Uh, but, um, but the real estate investment company, uh, that does business for clients did about 2 million. What do you mean when you say does business for clients? We help clients invest. Oh, you're processing. Okay. Yeah, and yeah, and, and yeah. so how do you make the 2 million? Is that a percentage um, of, the, of, the, of the sale price? Yeah. Referral fees on sales. And that probably actually, I haven't done my taxes yet. I always do them in like October 15th. Okay. Or, <laughs> or, or December 15th for corporate actually. Sorry. Um, uh, uh, September 15th. So, the, fee, so right? the fees that you made yeah. helping other people invest in real estate yeah. totaled $2 million last yeah, year. About, probably it's about 2.4 last year, I think. Okay. And so what, yeah. what, uh, how much of total like transaction in other words, you helped them buy $200 million worth of real estate. That's how you get your 2.4 million. What was the total? Yeah, the total volume of properties sold is around 500 properties. Okay, 500 properties. And what was like the total value of all of them added up? I don't know. 
Okay. Well, what is your, is your fee based on a percentage? 2.4 million? Uh, no, it depends. It varies. Uh, sometimes it's based on a flat fee. Sometimes it's a percentage. Okay. Um, so it varies. Well, let's go then to your, let's just focus on your personal kind of real estate investing. Are you doing again, uh, a residential? Uh, yeah. Residential mobile home park, apartment complexes and single family homes. So in 2015, what was total rental income from all those? I don't know. Why Didn't not? Add them up. I haven't done my taxes yet. Come on, you have to have some, give us a range. Oh God, I I wouldn't know. They're all in separate companies and that's very hard to tell you. Okay, last time you did taxes, 24. Look, Jason, the reason I have to hit hard on this, you you said you're a genuine self-made millionaire, right? The the purpose of the show- I'm a multi-millionaire. The purpose of doing the show (laughs) is to cut through all the noise and get to numbers. So give me some kind of number. I really don't know. I don't know offhand. Okay, so then, you, so then, so then you don't. Ha- I mean, I've got a whole bunch of properties. I got a, you know, I got, I got a whole bunch of partnerships in real estate with clients. Um, you know, that's a very hard number to get to. I, I don't know that number all off the top of my head. It's in a whole bunch of separate entities. Okay, twenty fourteen I mean, taxes are obviously already done. What was in twenty fourteen? Nathan, I don't have that number. I don't know. How do you not, Jason? How can you not know rental Be- income from your businesses? Because it's a whole bunch of different businesses. Yeah, but how do you not know that number? It's a whole bunch of different companies. I'd have to add them up and figure it out and get it to you. So is it more, is it more or is it from a, from a top line revenue perspective, is it more or less than 5 million annually? Oh, less for sure. I don't have 5 million in rental income every year. Okay. More or less than a million. Less than a million probably. Okay. So, so maybe 500 grand. I don't know. I don't have the number, Andy. Okay, so I mean, I, Nathan, I buy and sell stuff all the time. Like I did a ten thirty one exchange. I sold one of my big apartment complexes, bought another two properties with that. It, it is not easy to figure that stuff out. Well, I'm asking these questions because again, I can't intro in the bio and say a genuine self made multimillionaire and then not be able to back into those numbers in the live interview. Well, sure you can because multimillionaire is based on net worth. It's not based on income. Well, I I like cash flow. I don't care much about revenue, right? So yeah, okay. if if you've got more, if you're if you're up to your knees or up to your neck in debt. Be, you know, because of mortgages, that, that's maybe not a good strategy to follow, right? It's so, a great strategy to follow. I love debt on real estate. Well, it's, it's a great strategy to follow, but it's I not always, if, it, if it's not 08. The leverage, the leverage is what makes the whole deal fly. Yeah, if I love it. If it's not 08, right? I mean, of course, if appreciating values continue to go up and you stay no, above no, water. No, I don't invest based on appreciation. I invest based on rent to value ratios where I want to see that property rent for 1% of the value per month. So appreciation is the icing Wait, on the cake. say that again. Say that again. That was valuable. I want to see the property rent for 1% of the value per month. Okay. Well, okay. you know, somewhere, give or take, uh, close to that number. And that's what makes the deal work. Nathan, the reason income well, properties is the most historically Jason, break that down for us, though. I, I don't understand, which means the audience doesn't either. 1% of value per month. So let's say you're buying a property for 500 If it's a $1 million portfolio... You get ten thousand a month. Okay, so if you're buying an apartment complex for a million bucks, when you put that pro forma together, the only way you do that deal is if you're making at least ten thousand dollars per month in cash flow. No, not in well, yes, in gross cash flow, one percent per month. But what well, is gross pro- cash flow? Does that include the mortgage payment or no? No, of course not. That okay. doesn't include debt service. So what about what, what's net cash flow? It, Nathan, you're 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 looking at it wrong. 
Cash flow is, is determined largely by the amount of leverage you have on the property. If you have a highly levered property where you have little to no money in the deal, your cash flow is not going to be as good. So you can't evaluate it by cash flow because actually, and it's counterintuitive. Well, all the real the estate low, I do, I only care about cash flow, right? I, I purposely yeah, don't you're do not, debt leverage. But you're not growing your wealth as quickly if I'm you growing do that. It, I'm growing it very, it's working really well for a 26-year-old in terms of cash flow. You, on the other hand, if you don't, if you have a million dollar property that you've bought and you've leveraged it up to as much as you can leverage it. It's not actually making you any money per month, which means if for whatever reason, real estate prices decrease, you're now underwater. Am I wrong there? You are. Yes. Okay, tell me why I'm because wrong. I'll tell you why. Because income property is a multi-dimensional asset class. And the return comes from a lot more things than just cash flow. If you have a million dollar property in the example you gave, and you have no money in the deal, but you're getting a hundred bucks a month, that's a phenomenal deal. You're getting a hundred bucks a month on nothing. I mean, I wouldn't do that deal if it took me a hundred hours to put the deal together. Well, sure. Then you got to value your time. That's a separate question. Well, I always, but, value. I mean, that's critical. I understand that. I'm just giving you an example. But in other words, if you get, if you use a lot of leverage in your deal, okay, and and you get a small amount of cash flow, it could still be a very good deal because that leverage is making you money, okay. In, in, it's a multi-dimensional asset class. It doesn't just come from cash flow. If it just came from cash flow, uh, you know that that would be like the the very myopic inversion of uh, version of investing. There's much more to it than cash flow, although that's one metric. But you can increase your cash flow dramatically by just putting a hundred percent down. But if you if, you, if you have that cash to put down, right, right, right. And if you if you have that cash to put down, then you would be stifling your growth because you would be waiting to buy your first single property until you saved up every ounce of cash and you would have no leverage on that deal. The reason income property is so, so valuable is that you get leverage. You get to use OPM, other people's money to buy, you know, 75, 80% or even 90 or a hundred percent of the deal. And then and how much are you making from that though? In which way? In cash flow. You don't do it by cash flow. You do, Jason, you, how do you, why would you do a deal if it's not making Nathan, you money? Nathan, listen, listen, everybody in 2008 leveraged the hell out of their real estate. And that's what you're telling the audience to do right now. And they no, all, and those I'm people not. went under. It, you're not. saying use other people's money. Of course, I use other people's money. Yeah. So that, that you lose all their money when, when, when real estate values start to decrease instead of increase. If the value decreases, if the cash flow, which is very reliable, is still there working, it's still a very good deal. Well, you just okay. tell me you're not banking on cash flow. That's why I'm confused. You're no, telling me don't worry about cash flow. The example you gave me, you just said I can go back in the recording. Nathan. You said on a million dollar deal, you have ten thousand dollars in gross listen, cash flow. Listen to me, okay? I've done this thousands of times, okay? You've got to go look at a performa that includes a lot more than cash flow. It includes cash on cash return. It includes overall return on investment and the ultimate metric internal rate of return or IRR, you can get an IRR on a property mm -hmm. exceeding 10, 12% annually with, with, you know, no to very little cash flow How? in the deal because you get leverage and you sell the property eventually. If it increases in value. But That's my point, Jason. You're, you're assuming that no matter what the real estate prices in the U S are always going to increase. And that's what killed everybody in 08. Okay. The people in 08 that got hurt, got hurt because they were investing for appreciation. 
in that's the what you're recommending. You just said the IRR is based off the appreciation. For a moment and Jason, to I have to break it down. What I, you are just I saying is you just said the IRR that you want to go for is 10 to 12 percent. Okay, and I and you said you can do that with very little cash flow. The only way you get an IRR of 10 to 12 percent is if you're banking on appreciation. Right? No, I did not say that. If you will listen for a moment, go ahead. Instead of jumping the gun, there's more. Please go ahead. That. There's appreciation. There's tax benefits. There's depreciation as part of the tax benefit. There is cash flow to the property. And I'm saying appreciation over the long term. The people that got hurt in the crash were idiots that were speculating on uh, high-rise condos or high-flying properties in cyclical markets, not linear markets that we recommend. They were they were looking at the sexy markets. They were buying stuff in California, South Florida, expensive markets in the Northeast, and they were buying them because they didn't make sense the day they buy them. They didn't follow my Ten Commandments of Successful Investing, which commandment number five is thou shalt not gamble. You buy a property that makes sense from a cash flow perspective. Now, I know what you're going to do. You're going to jump right on me and you're going to say, well, Jason, it doesn't have enough cash flow. Cash flow as a gross number, meaning 1% of the value per month. Okay. And then they hold those properties for the long term. And they look at appreciation is the icing on the cake, moderate appreciation at five to 6% per year that has happened over the course of many, many decades. And they also get a return from something very few investors uh, recognize at all that I call inflation induced debt destruction, where inflation over time, and I admit that it's moderate now, you're probably going to jump on that and say, well, Jason, there's hardly any inflation. Jason, the reason I'm hitting you on this is because you <laughs> didn't know your numbers. That's why I'm asking these questions. And I'm, I'm so sick of people online that call themselves multimillionaires and really wealthy and can't back into the numbers. Maybe it's just maybe it truly is exactly what you're saying. This is extremely complex and everyone has different pro formas it's and 10 commandments, but you can't explain but, it. So it but, is complex. Well, you're telling me you don't even know the cash numbers because the things are you haven't done taxes and you don't even know 2014, which taxes are done for. So it I is complex don't have them off the top of my head. And I was trading properties around every year. I trade properties. OK, okay. well, it sounds like so you let me, let me move forward. Like Jason, we're going to move on. Hey, Jason, we're going to move on. I'd love to get any folks listening right now. I'm sure, you know, we have real estate people on all the time. We've had bigger pockets folks on. If you have an opinion on this, I'd love to get your feedback. You can call in, leave me a message. NathanLacka.com forward slash talk. I'll get Jason involved in those as well. Just call in NathanLatka.com forward slash talk. And you can also get involved in the comments in the show notes at NathanLatka.com forward slash the top two, four, three. Again, forward slash the top two, four, three. Jason, you are a master at podcasts. Okay. You've done, you've done so many of them. I've never seen anyone do this many. Um, I've got 640 episodes of my most popular show, the creating wealth show. Yep. And on that show, I have thousands and thousands of listeners in 164 countries. And because I don't have someone like you jumping on everything I say, and they actually listen to things and let them be explained. And they look at the performance at jasonhartman.com and the properties section where everything is spelled out and standardized on one page. You can see that a property that produces $150 a month in cash flow can give you an overall return on an investment of 25, 30% annually with moderate appreciation of, you know, five or 6%. 
and, and paying your property manager and doing everything. So yes, there is more to it than you're letting your listeners learn. There, Jason, hey, that, it's fine. I, I could be, I, you have significantly more experience than I do. The point of the show is to get down and break it down simply. You were unable to do that. People should go check out his website. I wasn't to understand. unable to do that. Well, okay. I, I still don't understand it. And if I can't, I'm certain listeners can't. Okay. And I've even done real estate deals. I'm sure there are people listening that haven't done any deals that don't follow it. That's okay though. They can go to your website and learn more. I want to talk right. about the success of the podcast, Jason, because you're crushing it. Okay. What, go what, what, why is it working so, so well? You've done over 640 episodes or is it a daily show? show no three times a week okay three times per week Monday, um, wednesday friday what's the title of the show the creating wealth show creating wealth show yes, and it, so, that's my first and main show i started it 10 years ago okay and um and you've done again over 600 episodes yeah so, and it wasn't always three times a week you know some in the beginning i sometimes wouldn't publish an episode <laughs> three weeks, so. because you're involved in a great deal right well, no, because I didn't realize the importance of regular posting. Got it. Back in the early days. I mean, I was podcasting when nobody was podcasting. Well, you I mean, you, you're probably benefiting from that now, now that it's, it's all heating back up. Uh, walk us through some of the numbers here. So 600 plus episodes, three times per week, monthly downloads. What are you at? Monthly downloads. At, we're, we're about 5000 per episode, somewhere in that range. So can you do the multiplication for me? What is that well, per month? it depends on the month. A month is not four weeks. It's four and a third week. So let's just do that. And my most downloaded episode ever was, I believe, with Daniel Pink. That was about 38,000 downloads. Okay. So in an average month, are we just doing 5,000 per episode times three, six, nine times 10? So about 50,000 downloads per month? So about 12. About 12. It's really four and a third weeks. So, so how many downloads per month? Well, I don't know. I have to do the math. Hang on. So, so 60,000, 5,000 times 12? Yeah, something like that. Okay. Do you use Libsyn? Yes, I lose, use it. Okay. Libsyn. Yeah, I mean, it says the monthly downloads right on the homepage. Yeah, I know. So, so what was in January 2016? That's if you go and look at it, Nathan. I don't stress about that stuff. Most podcasters are worried about their downloads, and their downloads are, half of them are fake because they're Twitter bombing their downloads. I look at the client base I've built and the number of people that show up at my events and the number of properties we're selling. So how, how do you how do you market kind of the properties in your events using the podcast? I just talk about it. Well, give us a call to action. So if someone else has a podcast looking to market their event, they can use the call to action that you've already tested and they know works. What, what would you say on your podcast to get people to sign up to your event? I would just simply talk about the event. For example, I would say we've got an event coming up in Salt Lake City. One day event, Jason Hartman University Live. Uh, where we take people through the math of the property. By the way, you'd love that one. I think, <laughs> oh, I'm okay sure I would. Come to that. <laughs> I'm sure I would. No, I really would. Because guess what? After I do these events, I have like bankers boxes full of testimonials from all the events we've done. That's really, uh, really. And, and that's the evaluations. Great. That's great. But, um, anyway, so we take people through the math. We tell them how to analyze a deal. Takes about three hours to get through, you know, a performa, how, how it works. And then um, uh, we help them. We talk about building a portfolio. We talk about mortgage sequencing. We talk about, uh, you know, how to diversify properly into three to five markets nationwide and how to manage their manager, how to do self-management. So that would basically be the thing. But it's just conversational. It's not like I have a, a pitch per se. You know, I haven't I, I you know, I can't say I have here's my 30 second pitch and here it is with this language and that language and I've split tested it. Don't do it that way. Right. Well, Jason, hey, before we get into my favorite part of the show, if people want to connect to you personally online, where can they do that? 
Uh, well, jasonhartman.com or hartmanmedia.com for all of the different podcasts. So I've got a bunch of podcasts on other subjects that interest me. Uh, one that's uh, kind of hot right now is the Longevity and Biohacking Show. I've been really fascinated by that. And um, uh, so, you know, there, there's a bunch of podcasts uh, all on iTunes. Just type my name in the iTunes store. Okay, Top Tribe, do not forget your chance to win a hundred bucks right here on the podcast every Monday. It's very simple. You just subscribe to the show on iTunes. And then once you've done that, text me to prove that you've done it. My number is 703-431-2709. Subscribe now and text me to enter. 703-431-2709. Okay, Top Tribe, I have to tell you, many people go, Nathan, you came out of nowhere. Your website's growing so fast. How'd you do it? The answer is simple. So I use HostGator. I don't know if you guys know that, but I use HostGator. And the reason I do, they have like about 4,500 free templates I can use because I don't code. They've got a great e-commerce plugin. And guys, I bug the heck out of their support. They've got 24-7 support, which I love. So what I've done is I've worked with them. You guys know I make great deals. If you go to hostgator.com forward slash Nathan, you can sign up, get your own domain for 30% off and a 45-day money-back guarantee. Okay, again, I make great deals for you guys. Go to hostgator.com forward slash Nathan to grab that now. Great. Top Tribe, there you have it. And again, we'll link to all of Jason's podcasts, his website, and other resources at nathanlatka.com forward slash the top 243. All right, Jason, do you know what time it is? What time is it? It's time for it's the, an amazing time to be alive. That's what <laughs> it I would is. Say. It's time for the famous five. Number one, Jason, what's your favorite business book? Favorite business book? Ah, gosh, I'm going to go with an oldie, but a goodie. I think just the seven habits of highly effective people. Seven uh, Covey, correct? Yeah, Stephen Covey. I yep. love his work. <laughs> the late Stephen Covey was great. Yep, yep, yep. Is there a CEO that you're following or studying right now? Not a particular one that I'm super interested in. Okay. I've always been a fan of Seth Godin's work. Okay, great. Is there a favorite online tool you have, like Evernote? Um, Yeah, Voxer. Voxer. Okay, great. And, and messaging. It's awesome. And you use that on your podcast? Uh, yes, I do use it on my podcast. In fact, uh, one of the things I do is I ask my listeners to connect with me on Voxer and ask questions because I can not only play their question on the air, but I can answer their question on, on Voxer and play the entire dialogue on the air. Oh, great. Which is much deeper than just taking, you know, speak pipe like we have that too and just playing the question and answering it on the air. I, I want to go in deeper. Okay, great. Hey, hey, as you're booting, I, I played Voxer threads on my show that are, you know, 12, 18 minutes long. Yeah, I don't do that. We keep it short and sweet. I don't have time for all the fluff. So next question. Are yeah, you getting eight not, hours of sleep every night? It is fluff, my friend. There's a lot of detail in there. You sure. Need to know. Absolutely. Are you getting eight hours of sleep every night? No, about six. Okay, great. And last question, Jason. Uh, you're not disclosing your age, but take us back. What do you wish your 20-year-old self knew? Oh... I wish I had held on to some of the properties I sold. Top tribe. There you have it. Hold on to those properties. If you're in real estate investing, learn from Jason again. He went from nothing, big, big real estate business where he makes over $2.4 million last year, helping other people invest their money in over 500 properties. Also has a person, a big portfolio of personal real estate information and, and deals that he's doing along with a hit podcast. Check it out. Jason, thank you for taking us to the top. Hey, Nathan. You don't believe me and neither do your listeners. (laughs) If you guys enjoyed Jason today, go back and listen to a great veteran and CEO, Matt Griffin. 
Matt says that business, not bullets, is the key to winning the Afghan war. Top Tribe, I love giving away free money. I feel like Oprah giving away cars, and I have something special for you today. How many of you have heard our super sharp guests talk about success they've had with Facebook and Google ads? Well, all of you listening right now, yes, if you're listening, you get $100 in free AdWords. Here's how you get it, okay? Again, thanks for listening. Get the free $100 from Google, right, when you sign up with my website host provider, HostGator. Go sign up now to get your free money. HostGator.com forward slash Nathan. Again, that's HostGator.com forward slash Nathan. Okay, Top Tribe, I'll see you bright and early tomorrow morning. And don't forget, before you listen to any other episodes, subscribe on iTunes right now for your chance to win 100 bucks every Monday.